Um, so this is the first interview that I've conducted in such a manner. Um, I thank you guys very much. This is a dope opportunity. Yeah, um, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Sick. Uh, <laughs> Brandon actually sent me the exclusive I'm a Summer, which I think was the craziest thing that's ever happened in my fucking life. Um, <laughs> super, like, super incredible stuff. I, Thanks. We were talking so much about <clears throat> it, and, like, still it blew my mind. Um, just the sound is incredible. Um, I think you guys are going to do great things. Um, but we'll get more into the project a little bit later. Thank you, man. Um, but for now, I just want to start us off once I figure out how to unlock this <laughs> iPad. <laughs> um, so how'd you guys meet? Let's start with that. Um, I guess the first first uh, jam we ever had was me and Ethan. Uh, we met through uh, one of my roommates, mm-hmm. and they went to school together. And I think the first time we ever played together, we played So Much of Yourself, which was a song that like, I'd been working on for a little bit, yeah. um, which we put out on our first EP. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Nick went to school with, uh, with my roommates as well, so we were jamming, and then we combined forces, and then uh, Danny and I went to school together. Um, and we were making a demo for uh, Depends on You, which we, which we did horribly. We like put a microphone in a hockey skate and on a, <laughs> to like as a stand cool. and made a terrible demo of it. Anyways, and I showed it to Danny and he wanted to record it. And then, yeah. Um, then yeah, we just kind of started all jamming and sending each other stuff. And yeah, yeah. The process of bringing us all together was very piecemeal in the sense that I was playing music and. I knew through Nathan, the roommate, yeah. and me and Brandon uh, met through that Brandon also plays music and we just kind of started just kind of discussing it as yeah. like maybe even a possibility of jamming together and then we did it and then from there it just kind of flourished yeah. and then it kind of just kind of stayed as like a two-piece a two for a bit and then Nick came in and I left and as like I was out for a year yeah. and then Danny came in while I was gone and then since I've been back it's just been, yeah, all together it's been really nice. Yeah, dope. Fun times. Um, so that was kind of a preemptive because I do want to ask who everybody is and what you guys play. Um, maybe let's start from this side. Walk and <clears throat> sure. way over. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ethan and I play guitar in Rosewood Youth. Sick. Uh, I'm Brandon and I sing and play guitar and piano. I'm Danny. Um, I play guitar on some tracks involved in a lot of the recording and the production and I do all the mixing. Uh, I'm Nick and I, uh, I play drums. Sweet. Dope, man. Um, oh, I did. You played bass too on uh, oh, yeah, on yeah, some yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just low yeah. Key. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> and one of the instruments. Definitely something that I noticed. I also got the uh, like a advanced credit. I don't know what you would call that. Detailed credits. Yeah. You guys all do a lot, which is cool. Yeah. I feel like you guys are all very talented, just musically, and the fact that you were able to come together to make this one project is ridiculous. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> I don't want to be complimented too hard. Um, I did want to ask though, when did you guys start picking up your stuff? Let's go this way now. <laughs> Picking up, like, in terms of, like, playing Yeah, music. so when did you start playing music? <clears throat> yeah, um, I've been playing, like, I started with piano when I was, like, pretty young, like, eight, and that's kind of been, like, my, like, an instrument that I stick with a lot. But drums, I think I started when I was, like, 13, maybe. Um, and then kind of as I've gotten older, I've kind of gotten into more aspects, like, um, other, a bit more production type stuff, I guess. Like, um, like I'm, I'm doing school for music technology right now. Right. And so, like, on, on your OK, I did some like, kind of, like, string overdub type, type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been, like, music, obviously, like, been playing music for quite a while. Yeah. But uh, drums for about 
I guess, what is it, 12 years, but... Teaching not three years. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started playing guitar when I was probably, like, I think grade six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't focus on it too much uh, until sort of high school, university. Um, and then starting to get into more, more the technical side of music, like Nick, uh, just over the last couple of years, um, recording Drama Queen with these guys was the first thing I had ever sort of done like that. But... Um, yeah, now I'm obsessed with it. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, I started playing piano and guitar probably like, I think 10 or th- like 10 to 13. I picked up both of them and, and with a piano teacher, mine did like some, a lot of songwriting, like training and stuff like that. So, but then I, I kind of stopped playing for a few years, but I remembered all those lessons and stuff and then picked it up again in university, started playing guitar a lot with Danny, went and bought my first guitar my telecaster at times yeah um i started playing piano when i was pretty young um but through school i started playing viola also then that became my uh yeah that became my central (laughs) instrument for like five years um and then from there i was picking up drums at the same time um but i stopped playing kind of like any instrument for like second and third year of university and then when I was in like the second half of fourth year, like I started picking up kind of like just logic tips and like how to connect like my guitar into my computer that I could actually make stuff on my own. Yeah. So when I came back to Toronto and I met Brandon, like I, think I started concentrating more on music and like developing a skill set so that I actually made stuff with other people. Cool. Yeah. So when did you guys take, so like obviously you guys have been playing music for a while, but when did it start getting serious? Was it, I didn't even seem like it was together, to be honest with you. It seems like it was... Like, yeah. or why and why, if you don't mind answering that, whoever wants um, to go first. I don't know, actually. I guess, like, I remember when we played so much of yourself for uh, Nate and you and that one time. Like, yeah, that was, they just like were pretty, like, they were pretty, like, nice guys. Yeah. And we were, like, we were just kind of having fun, but yeah. I guess always at the back of our minds wanted to, like, be in a band. Like, I feel like we all kind of just, secretly always wanted to like do this mm-hmm. um yeah. since we were kids cool. but yeah i think i think once we uh once we like started playing a little bit together and like getting a full song kind of finished we were more excited about it and then we started actually taking it really seriously when we recorded drama queen that was like the first like project that we like rented gear for and like mm-hmm. and that was, and then it was just really addicting from there like we just don't write something without fully making it now yeah. as so far at least that's so dope um, one thing a lot of people talk about is how hard it is to make original music. You guys have already put out two projects in two years. Um, <laughs> fucking impressive. I know it might take a long time, but just super impressive that you guys are able to do that. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Thanks yeah. Um, yeah, it's super fun. Uh, yes, you kind of talked about it. Do you guys think, like, was this stuff you guys were working on before Rose Red Youth, or was this, like, like, is this what you guys got started with? How did that go? Um, I spent a decent amount of time just, like, making terrible beats nice. in my <laughs> terrible studio by myself. Cool. Um, and it was fun and everything, and, like, I put some stuff together. Yeah. But I found I would never, like, finish anything, and I didn't really care about anything that I did. Um, and it wasn't until I was working with other people, like um, like uh, these three guys that had such a, um, a strong vision for a song, yeah. and then sort of being able to take that vision and add... Um, elements to it and do this production and turn it into something that um, hopefully sounds like you know the songs that we all love um, that's where the the passion for me sort of comes into play cool. 
yeah, I think that like collab, like Danny saying, like, I also had a lot of, um, like I, I would like songs on piano and stuff like that. And I'd just be like, cool, here's a melody I have. And like, never really like get into it. And then when I'd show it to like, for example, Brandon would come over and be like, yeah, I'm working on this track and I'm just kind of stuck with it. And he'd be like, well, like, obviously it's got to go here. And he would, he would like show me be like, oh, like perfect. So like kind of having that collaborative yeah. um, effort is so helpful with being able to actually finish things. Cause I think like a lot of musicians like have the issue of like, oh, like they have such a good idea and they, they put it, put it down and they're like, okay, where do I go from here? How do I, they get stuck in like, like the eight bar loop or anything. And I kind of like, well, I, don't know, I don't know where else to take it. So kind of having someone to talk that through with is, is huge. So that was kind of a big help. Cool. There's a lot of ideas and a lot of opinions. And so like everything's a conversation that like has to end at some point. So like we always just, rather than leaving it, we're just like, I guess we'll make it like this. Yeah. And then, yeah. Super impressive. Um, I think the fact that you guys are willing to listen to each other and the fact that you guys are willing to help each other out is mm-hmm. obviously the best part. I'm surprised that you guys, not necessarily surprised, but like you guys are working together to make a song or like a sound that I would assume you guys all love. Yeah. So let's let's start there, I guess. Um, like where did you, not where did you grow up, but what, like what is each of your like inspirations musically ahead of time. You guys talk about making beats and stuff too, so mm-hmm. I'm sure some people will be surprised about the kind of stuff you listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start with Ethan? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess when I first started like getting into working within Logic mm-hmm. and like making just like kind of loops, it was based off uh, Tom Mish, like Beat Tape 1, oh, Beat Tape 2. Dope, yeah. um, so it's there that like I was developed like like an appreciation <laughs> for making like an interesting beat yeah. and like adding a guitar into it, like mixing kind of different genres. Cool. Um, yeah, he was definitely like a huge influence on me, like actually wanting to play guitar. And like also John Mayer, like John Mayer is his influence. So like double down on that. But um, Tom Meach, like for sure. And then through Brandon, he introduced me to the 1975s. That yes. like, I'm sure every band member will have like their own top discussion on the 1975. <laughs> but I definitely like, that was like another layer of just, they're less of like even just a band that just makes music, but they're, everything they do with their music, with their art, with their design, with their clothing, like it all fits in like a perfect package and like a perfect, perfect concept that like I really appreciate. So I just, yeah, huge appreciation for like a creative vision yeah, when yeah. it comes to fruition. Sweet. Um, Brandon? Um, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of my influence comes from the 1975 as well. And just a lot of, I guess just like any artist that uh, makes me sort of like, feel something that's like seems really sincere I think that's always been a big draw for me just um like I I for I'm a summer specifically I was listening a lot to Swimming uh by Mac Miller and American Boyfriend by Kevin Abstract and like the Brockhampton albums and uh and yeah like there's just any any and like of course the 1975 has that tour just like you can tell that the song kind of just like had to come out because like they were feeling something um, and so that's always just like the draw to it is that there's a bunch of stuff going on that I can kind of explore by trying to make a song out of it. Sick. Uh, Danny? I feel like these guys have uh, changed my influences a lot. Oh, that's yeah. I grew up as yeah. like, a, um, <clears throat> I hated anything that was electronic Oof. and I only liked ACDC pretty much. <laughs> I just learned, the tried boys. to learn all the, all the <clears throat> slash solos in the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't really succeed, they're hard. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I just sort of like uh, one time in third year when we were studying for exams, Brandon showed me um, uh, ASAP Rocky's album. 
And it was just like a huge turning point for me. I was yeah, like was launched into the Stratos. Like. <laughs> we went CD shopping at HMV because yeah. Danny had what? CDs, a CD player. Yes, yeah, I like that's. I, I hated electronics so much, so much that I refused to like download music. I was oh, like, that's no what, CDs only. That's why <laughs> you got four sales and that long last. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a couple of Childish Gambino albums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was because like one of those, this music changed my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal. But yeah, so now, then I got sort of more into the hip-hop side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I still hated the 1975, but um, <laughs> not anymore. Now they're my fave. Uh, <clears throat> love the boys. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't know. I think we're, we're pretty lucky because we have some uh, a decent amount of overlap in, yeah. uh, in what we like and what our influences are. Um, a decent amount of difference too, which is always good. Yeah. Um, but I think just our sort of like our values about what our music should be or convey or where it should come from, just like are perfect. We're all all aligned there. So that that's I think what really helps it work. Absolutely, it comes out in the sound. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about some of your influences? Yeah. Um, it's funny because like I, in terms of like the music I I was making and I still make yeah. obviously, but like yeah. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about production and just like sounds outside of like oh like I like this um, before we kind of got together and started working together and like actually doing it and be like oh like this is like now every time I listen to a song I'm like Brandon this guitar tone is yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I it, it was never something I really thought about before um, aside from just like like I'd be like oh I play the piano and like. I like like orchestral music as well, so like I would think about that kind of stuff. But like thinking into the actual like, production side, I feel like I have a, such a, a more like appreciation for stuff that I used to listen to as well. Like like a lot of Bonnie Bear um, that I listen to, I just like go keep going back to it because I'm thinking about like especially on like the uh, second and third album. I, I'm like I'm thinking so much about the production side of things actually, which which is really fun. I feel like that's definitely influenced a lot of kind of the songwriting I do with the band and and outside of it too. So okay. yeah. Um, I know you guys already kind of did it, but do you want to give your quick little spiel on 1975? Because, <laughs> well, the reason I'm saying it is because I actually didn't really know 1975 till Brandon. Well, yeah, I like America and America likes me. Yeah, yeah so, that on my first day of work. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Why is this guy sending me such aggressive music so quickly? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like... The f like what they're doing is so like different and that's what I think makes me appreciate your guys' music so much. <laughs> Just like, yeah, the ability for you guys to have such a distinct sound, um, the dynamics that you guys do too, I don't even really know what that means on my end, but like the way that you're able to change songs, move songs, fucking nuts. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, do you guys want to talk about the 1975? I know Ethan already kind of talked about like the whole package, which is sick. Yeah, um, yeah. How much do you guys appreciate that kind of stuff? Because that is a question that you have later. There's, um, it's like, there's an interesting thing that we've noticed over like even the past couple of months is that we'll have an idea and then um, a couple of days later, the 1975 will come out. <laughs> oh, that's why. Always after. Uh, professionally <laughs> done. Yeah. Like whether we're like develop, we're like designing a poster and then they come out with an album cover that looks like that poster five True. days later. True. Or whether like, we're like, let's do a, no, yeah. like, yeah. don't want to spoil, but like, let's do like a country song, and then yeah. they're like, okay, let's spoiler. Have a <laughs> let's have a banjo in the next song that comes out five <laughs> days later. So it's just like a funny thing. They're just so like on like on top of everything that's topical, and they just manage to like stay on top of everything way so far in advance that like it's it's always like a fresh new like perspective on music or like design. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I th I think just the main thing for me is just like the honesty and and sincerity with all the music like it's it's never just like 
a song like, oh, what should we call this? Like, it's not about anything. Yeah, it's yeah. always like something that if you know the band, then uh, then you like can really follow to some emotional pool they're drawing from, which I, I just like, that's all I want in music. So, yeah. Oh. You just, sorry, take a second. Um, yeah, do you guys want to keep going? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, in addition to what these guys said, I love all that too. But um, the production is amazing. I mean, you yeah. listen to pretty much any 1975 song, and there's like so many sounds going on just everywhere. Yeah. And like um, in our experience, making one good sound and coming up with a cool part to play takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. And like most of the stuff that you make sucks, and you have so many iterations of like using one synth or another or something to make some sort of sound. And they just have so much stuff going on, and it's like crazy to imagine how much time they would have had to spend. Sure. on that stuff or, or like how much uh, talent and instinct that takes to, to sort of put <coughs> that stuff together. But yeah, yeah really dense productions that are really impressive. Yeah, um, you mentioned how like how long it takes them to put it together. I, I think a lot of it has to do with how much time uh, um, they've been doing it. Mm -hmm. um, again, I don't mean to like compliment you guys too much, but you guys are <laughs> very early on in your stage. Doing super impressive stuff, but thanks. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, and the it's I have a funny relationship with the nineteen seventy five because I As really, we all do. As I we all really do. <laughs> have a, a disdain for them, yeah. Um, yeah. and just I mean, like knowing Brandon, you don't really have a choice but to become a nineteen seventy five fan. But I do, I do think that like they something they've done um, is that they because they they were always capable, obviously they're always capable, like of, of writing great great songs like yeah. really really good songs but yeah. for me at least i found that like as they've as they've progressed more of their songs are consistently like okay like this this song has like everything that it needs even if even if it's like like on their last album everything was so different yeah. and it was almost like some of the songs were almost like cliches of different genres but they made it their own in a way yeah. which i thought was quite impressive yeah. so I, I do have to, you know, hats off to them because I really love I think I think it's not... <laughs> From me, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, 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 yeah but like, I think... <laughs> I think, like, I think It's Not Living, um, it was not with you, it was like my number one played song on, on Spotify. Yeah, it's which, a good song. Which makes Brandon gleam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do think that they're, they're really, they're really honing their craft, which is, is something that I really do appreciate from them. And everything that Danny said as well, like they do, they do have quite lush and and um, intricate production, which again I've really started to notice in the past couple of years, not just in their music but in everyone's music. So it's it's been Fair. cool. Yeah. yeah, you always know when it's a 1975 song. Yeah, you oh. put it on, you can just listen for a couple seconds, and yeah. you're just yeah. like, yeah, this is them. Just yeah. even if it's instruments that they've never used before or anything. Yeah, mm. yeah, super cool. Let's talk less about them. <laughs> we'll, save, we'll save them for later. But yeah, no, definitely they're again very unique. Um, I sh like I don't listen to them enough. Um, but I think like the fact that I'm listening to your guys' music as much as I am right now means that I'm inevitably going to be listening to a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, uh, I just really quickly do want to kind of talk about the stuff that you guys were doing before this. Um, when did you guys kind of come together to do Drama Queen? Like how did that happen, the first project? I feel like I sort of just forced you to do it. Yeah. I was like, boys, let's pick a weekend to do this. I want to record you. And Brandon was like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, so like sheepish with everyone. Like Danny's going to rent stuff. It'll be like 30 bucks each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, like I, I only knew this from you telling me afterwards, but like you didn't really think it was going to be that serious. And then 
we I showed up with all the gear and you were like, damn, this yeah. is like we're doing this for yeah. Yeah. all the gear. I mean, yeah. they had like one mic. And <laughs> <laughs> one amp, yeah. one guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was coming from <laughs> using a Zoom mic and a, a skate mic <laughs> on the third level of my garage yeah. to yeah. Honestly, a mic. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I sort of forced my way into the band. I was just like, guys, hey, come man. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can record you. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't even, like, at least I didn't meet Danny until the first time we played Drama Queen Live in Ethan's backyard. Yeah. We, did, we had, like, a little... Sick. We did, like, a little... This um, so sick. <laughs> we did, like, a little show in Ethan's backyard yeah. um, right before he, like, he was he was gone for about a year. Yeah. Um, and so we did a little, a little show there. And then, yeah, that's when we met Danny. And then that was, like, what, like, the next week we recorded Drama Queen yeah. in Ethan's garden shed in the yeah. backyard yeah. It's like was, an A&R coming uh, to your yeah. show <laughs> I was you not always get a good sound. point I was standing front row being like love these guys where <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so oh. so damn okay so I guess that's how the so you guys were all friends before that and then I guess like that kind of show that project is what made it like okay let's let's do this as a band let's do this as a group yeah okay. yeah it was like it was just super casual like sunday afternoon like ethan and nick and the other bas- bassist before ryan would like come over or we'd go to rehearsal space or something yeah. like that and uh and yeah and like we I, I yeah we just like wrote drama queen like uh, we had the chords ready and stuff and then i showed it to them and then within like a minute i think we like you'd written that mm. drum thing that's <laughs> duh, 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 and uh <laughs> and and yeah we were just like pretty excited about about that and then within like a couple weeks from then we were just like yeah that was that was just the song that we were like this is way too fun to not take it really seriously dope yeah dope um okay so then how did yeah was it always rose red youth like how did was it like that <laughs> no um, do you want to talk about that or you, <laughs> what's that would you be down to talk oh, about yeah, how, yeah, how yeah. that like came to creation like yeah what? we had a um a, a friend of mine from school his name is uh his last name is Shembri and uh just like as a placeholder name in google drive when we'd send each other files and stuff we just like called it Shem yeah. I don't know why he was like over that day okay yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. we were just like oh cool name. Shem cool name <laughs> and then we like did an open mic with that name and it was pronounced as Scam when they announced us yeah yeah, uh, yeah he was like is it <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really awkward. We did well though. That was actually yeah, good. that was fun. Um, nice. But yeah, and then uh, when when it was time, like we'd recorded all the songs for the EP, and and we're waiting to name the band. Sort of while Danny was in his cave mixing it for mm-hmm. like four months, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and and then Rose Red Youth just just uh, came our way from a book that I was just like looking through for. For parts, yeah, for inspiration, pretty much, and uh, and yeah, it all worked nicely with just like what we're, uh, at least what we've been about so far, just like about this stage of our early twenties, like growing up in, uh, and that's sort of just like our perception of of what that's like, um, and sort of that like idea of it having been better. I guess that's pretty. I'm a summary as well. So mm-hmm. it was like it was all kind of knocking around at that uh, at that time when we when we named it. But anyways, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That uh, leads are actually pretty good. Um, so you decided to self-title it into Rose Red Youth, your first project. Uh, yeah. Um, how did that project, you kind of talked about it right now, but how did that project kind of lead you guys to this project and everything you've been doing up until now? How long has it been since project? Between the two? Yeah. Uh, like 11 months, 10 months? Oh, fuck. Since release dates. God damn. Um, but they were kind of pretty much like, I think... 
September, like, yeah, in September of, bef- the September before Rose Red UCP came out, Nostalgia Ultra, like, demos had been going. What's that? Oh. September 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they kind of, like, overlapped a bit in terms of, like, writing, but, but yeah, it's, like, about a year between the releases. True. Yeah, um, do you want to talk about how pre- the creation of that project, um, putting out that project, the after math after of that <laughs> the after of that project lead you guys led you guys to this project how did that kind of come about um, wait was it just i guess i guess you, well, ethan had gone to israel for a year yeah. um which i guess you would talk about but yeah we were we were uh we were just like sending each other stuff back and forth at the time and like we we don't like nick and i played a little bit together yeah. danny was in Waterloo and so like we were all just kind of separated and I think uh they're just like we we're just kind of like playing with ideas and stuff and writing a couple chords here and there and and then once we had a couple of like those chord progressions and lyrics and stuff kind of locked and loaded then uh then it became apparent what what was going on and like what this project was and like I Miss Summer was a very easy jump uh like in terms of like titling it and finding like the themes and stuff um yeah so it was it was sort of just like very quick it was it was sort of just like doing research almost we were all separated and just like collecting these different like ideas and then once I had them all laid out in front of me it's just like oh this is what we're gonna make and then and then we made it (laughs) yeah I don't know it was very natural I think um did you guys go into like when you guys separated I know you went to Israel um I don't know you went to Waterloo, whatever. <laughs> um, when you guys separated, was the idea like let's make an I Miss Summer, or was it kind of just like let's keep building? I feel like the last project, as well as this one, all just kind of came together with <clears> just like like no, I, sh- I shouldn't say that it was just like random songs that came together because this one is quite cohesive in terms of yeah. the songs coming together. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was like Brandon kept kept writing these songs that were kind of within this these same thing. <laughs> Brandon wouldn't right. stop writing these songs. <laughs> yeah. Brandon kept writing these songs that were kind of in the same, like in the, the same sphere kind of sonically and lyrically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think it was just kind of like a matter of, okay, we've got these songs down solid. Yeah. Let's yeah. just put them all together in, in, in an order and then let them kind of influence each other as we kind of continue to work on them. Because we had mm-hmm. like the bare bones of them in, when was it like, last august when we went up to my cottage and we yeah, were just yeah, like yeah. rehearsing for a show that we yeah, had yeah. and we literally like finalized maybe three of the songs that, yeah. that were on i'm a summer because we were like oh cool because we needed more songs for yeah. our show <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly we were like we got a four we song a- ep <laughs> yeah. for so, a 30 minute slot yeah so um yeah so we so we kind of finalized all those quite quite quickly actually but yeah. like brandon had already brought all the kind of like um like the progressions and most of the lyrics to them as well um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember where I was going with this, and or what the question. <laughs> but, <laughs> or what the question? <laughs> yeah, I think like yeah, we just kind of like we definitely set out to do it once we knew what we were working with. But then there were certain spot spots like like you're okay is kind of like the cent- it's the like middle song on the album is kind of like the central theme of the of the album. Like I think it speaks to speaks to like the main theme of the album. Like best but uh but yeah that was sort of just like an empty space like in the roster like we knew like we had sunshine and nostalgia ultra and daisy and chill pills and then you're okay i i hate it and and as like a progression in the lyrics i I wasn't really into it and then i showed it to ethan when he got back from israel and he wouldn't let us get rid of it and so like (laughs) we were still at that point we were still rehearsing my garage and like he played me the the chord progression and the part that's on the song now like i wrote it 
that yeah like yeah that session. yeah like, pretty much the first try and it has just like changed. and then and like, like after it, that we just kind of like danny <laughs> ran with it with like putting just crazy trap beat on it and like so sick yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so sick uh shit should we we may as well yeah fuck it <laughs> uh we can always wrap back if anything um yeah let's talk about i miss summer um my favorite song shit See, I don't even know if I could say this with certainty, but I would say right now it's definitely You're Okay. Um, nice. Like that's jumping onto the like hip-hop, play- like my playlist, which I guess tends to be hip-hop. Um, you guys want to talk about how that, yeah, let's start with how that song came about. And honestly, we should go in order after. But. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it started with um, just like, I think I had written it on acoustic and it was just like it was super dry and like I didn't really have any melodies or anything that I liked I just sort of had uh just some like lyrics like surrounding love and young love and how I wanted to have a song that sort of like was a tribute to that and then but I yeah I just didn't really like it and then there was one night uh where I was just like playing in my room and I sort of just like kept doing the like okay okay now thing just like and discovered these really cool chords um for the for the chorus and then that and then I realized that it was worth checking out um but then yeah just like it wasn't really hitting until we got together mm-hmm. and then yeah that added guitar part just like sort of changed it and solidified its place I think a bit and then these guys just ran train on it by making it like accessible <laughs> like because it, it was like <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> <It's red train. laughs> I don't know it's kind of just like a slow <laughs> song that like didn't have much appeal other than the fact that I like I cared about it, like mm-hmm. I think that always shines through, like the lyric lyrically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it obviously needs to be like, uh, yeah, like. Well, like because it, it was it was especially like the first. I don't know if you want to say like half or two thirds of the song. Yeah. is a bit more like it's kind of got that like trap influence oh, beat and everything, and that was honestly all Danny. Yeah. Like basically when we because when we put it together, um, in um like in August back then, I was just playing it on, on drums and it was a bit more of like a, cause I think you kind of took the beat that I did, I but did. then just like, yeah, yeah. like no, totally it, ran with it and made it a bit more of like the, yeah, the trap totally beat. So, beat. Yeah, yeah. but, um, but it was much like when we were doing it, um, like live, yeah. it, it was a lot more just kind of like, this is a rock song and it's got a big finish and it's cool, but it's still mm-hmm. that rock song. And I think Danny took that and kind of made it like, okay, this is going to be like a different feel for at least like, cause we still want to have that big kind of like classic rock finish, but having that kind of cool, um, like trap and like kind of Brockhampton influence on the on the like first half of the song really changed it totally. And I think the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, I don't know about this. Yeah. This is very yeah. like cliche trap. And then he was like, that's the point. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I really learned to love it. It's, yeah. 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 How did it, how did they come to be? Like, what was your... The, honestly, um, the trap drums were probably the easiest thing that I did on the whole album. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say like, uh, I'm a trap drum expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Scott drum kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. The song was just super vibey. Like yeah. you just like, listen to the like I just soloed the guitars and the vocals and stuff and just like hit my drum pad with a beat and then of course quantized everything and, <laughs> yeah. and yeah that was pretty much it um was that like a decision going into it or did it kind of just naturally happen you were just like yo um, this song is good let, Brandon, me, let me try some track drums <laughs> yeah yeah no Brandon had some uh had a um track by Inspirations. Usher yeah, yeah Burn yeah. Burn by Usher <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I really liked yeah because yeah, there's a, it's it's like the we kind of copied the structure of it in the chorus where where there's sort of like this 
one melody that's really uh, sort of like a higher octave, like flying around in the center and then and then sort of just like other two on the side that are more chill, like containing it, which is what I, I did in You're Okay. And, that, and yeah, that came right from Usher Burn. And then I guess the trap drums came in from that thug song, uh, Me or Us, off of... Uh, mm. Oh, great fucking um, song. Beautiful Thugger Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like acoustic guitar plus the, the yeah, trap yeah, drums. The and then you're like, what about this? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's <laughs> put it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, okay, I'm going to keep it. I was going to go in order, but let's just talk about it. Like, um, yeah. Um, so how, like, like I said earlier, you guys are changing up sounds and stuff. Was that... Was that just based on inspiration? Was that you guys sitting in a room together being like, look, we could make this a little bit different? Like, how did that kind of come about? Like, it started, I mean, where did that start? What was the first song that did that? Because it wasn't, was there a lot of that in Rose Red Youth in the first? No, not, not much, not, not much moving around at all. Yeah. It's like pretty indie rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did that kind of switch up? Why did you decide to do that, et cetera? Don't mind to build. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, honestly, from for me, a lot of it comes from just different influences. Like yeah. we all listen to a lot of hip hop, yeah, yeah, and like like we love um, songs that have those kind of drum yeah, beats, yeah. like we're talking about in your yeah. okay. So like honestly, it just f- feels amazing to be able to um, make one of those. Yeah, yeah and like yeah. all of us are just down for that. Um, like Nick said, it might be a little bit uncomfortable if somebody's suggesting something extreme at the beginning, but um, <laughs> like we all get used to it, and like we're all comfortable with going outside of our comfort zone I think yeah 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 and I think for like like Nostalgia Ultra for example um yeah. or should yeah. we not talk about that yet? yeah, yeah like, no, okay. go ahead. <laughs> um, please go ahead, go ahead. On, on Nostalgia Ultra uh like the for the autotune like I think your yeah. Brandon your big inspiration was that for that was um Kevin Abstract was it what I was gonna say I was gonna say I like America America likes America. oh uh maybe the timing would would work out but uh, <laughs> I remember no, but I remember Always. I was listening to American Boyfriend a lot, and you came over that one night, oh, and I yeah, had that yeah. one. We were so loud. Oh yeah, you know you. And then yeah, and right. then uh, and yeah, that whole time I was just thinking about Kevin Abstract. I pretty much just like I loved his like coming of age sort of approach to like the storytelling on that album and everything, and I and that's a super like loaded album in terms of the sounds. Like there's no there are no songs that have like one instrument or two instruments at any point. It's always just like very huge. concentrated and yeah huge sounds um so yeah that was that was like the influence for that i guess but yeah like i think you're right though that the 1975 using let's just make this a 1975 interview <laughs> but uh but yeah them using auto-tune there's a song called by your side that they put out a couple years ago and it was the first time that i'd heard that that level of auto-tune on a song that uh wasn't necessarily allowed to use it i remember like because it was like a very like rap yeah. thing yeah, and yeah. uh and then a band that was like more rock focused like coming out with an autotune song sort of just like definitely uh allowed me to be okay with trying it yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and not feeling ridiculous and then it obviously just like sounded great and we were, we liked it yeah happy about it um was that something you guys discussed or did that just literally like like let's make these songs and yeah what if we tried changing it up like this what if we tried going on like how was that process if we just kind of like Danny was saying, we're just like we're all just kind of down for like <laughs> like if someone presents something that sounds good and yeah. then like we just want to make music that we like listening to. Yeah. Like we couldn't stop listening to I Miss Summer while we were making it. At least I couldn't. Like I listened yeah. to it demos like on my way to work every day. Like I don't know, it's just like stuff like people would suggest really good ideas, and I'd be like, yeah, it sounds good. I love sick, this. Yeah. It was never really just like yeah. I think like the continuity of it just comes through in like the themes and stuff. It doesn't need to be the same genre. Yeah, well, yeah, fuck, fair enough. 
Um, do you want to, yeah, let's talk about like the theme from, I guess, the songwriting perspective first. And then sure. maybe like the instrumentation after, like, I don't know how much of a theme there really is, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like what was the inspiration? What was the thought process? If you want to get into that? Um, I guess the the very first song that I wrote was Nostalgia Ultra. And I remember it was sort of, it was it was in September of yeah, 2018, I guess. And and it was sort of, it was the first year that I wasn't going back to school. And it was it was that time. It was like right after summer and and uh and now just like still keeping on with a day job and, and not having like a next step. And I think I, I just, I remember just like writing a lot then that, that I just was really uncertain of what I was supposed to be doing because up until that point, I always had this, well, you'll be going to grade 10 next. So like, and then suddenly just like you're done in school and it's like, everything's up to you now. Like that, like go outside and grow your own thing from, from the song. Like, uh, and yeah, so I think that that was like the central theme of just of of not knowing uh, what to do and being very scared that I'm going to make the wrong decision or that I missed my opportunity in in some way to uh, you know spend time with people that I care about or or something like that or um, yeah, so that was the first song and that's sort of saying it out loud now. I guess like that's that's all of it. <laughs> like that's uh, yeah, I, I think the the songs take a different angle on that perspective as as those months during the writing process wore on like into last summer when we finished you're okay um which was the last song and like didn't have lyrics for a while and everything mm-hmm. um but yeah it's all it's all sort of just based around that time period of being sort of like 22 or 23 and not knowing uh what to do and being very scared of the fact that no one's telling you what to do um super cool yeah super cool that you're willing to explore that um super cool that you guys are willing to help you make that happen thanks yeah well like we're all living it together too yeah. right like, well, exactly. yeah exactly. like exactly. pretty pretty universal to be yeah. yeah exactly yeah like we yeah a lot of a lot of lines and stuff are drawn from like conversations and, and stuff just yeah. like with us and like we're always just like having friends and stuff yeah exactly um yeah danny's dad i don't know dude, shit. yeah danny's dad once just said like off the cuff like you were racing the sunshine to danny um, and, and then he like texted me just being like, this would be a cool song lyric. And then that was like the title of the song before the song even had a progression or any lyrics or anything. It was just like, this is the title for the intro for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just like, we're all just sort of, uh, living or we were, I feel like we've definitely grown a lot through making this and like understand that feeling a lot better now and are more comfortable where we're at. But, but yeah, we all lived through that time, I think in our own way. Sick. That's super dope. <laughs> Very well articulated too, actually. Um, can we talk about uh, Raising the Sunshine? Because one, that's the sickest title I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Shout out dad. Yeah. <laughs> what up, dad? I can't, man, that's like such a, it just sounds beautiful, Raising the Sunshine. And like, I guess that's probably what you guys felt and were like, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did that come about? How did the music for it come about? And, um, and what well, was the decision to Brandon, make it in it? Brandon sent me, I think, like a, a demo of it. A bad remember. demo. Yeah, I don't remember if it had drums on it. Yeah. Um, but I remember like pr- pr- pretty much all of the drums on the on the thing I, I wrote first on like a little like a little drum pad with my mm-hmm. fingers. Um, <laughs> and fingers. <laughs> these babies right here. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just remember like it it it, ha- it had a lot of like very good sections of like the breakdowns between lyrics of, of like those internet like where, where i did in the yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. and everything and then just like i i remember like 
pretty much any time Brennan sends me anything or like any of the guys send me anything, I put the same <laughs> drum beat on it at first. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what we're doing. And, and it's just, um, yeah, but I think it kind of developed from there. Like, I don't, I don't remember the timeline of that exactly, but I do remember you sending me that demo and, and yeah. working on that and being like, oh, like, I'm, I'm quite excited about like, like, I'm always excited to be able to like put fills that like really match in with like kind of like the other instruments going on rather than just being like, a yeah. like being able to be like, okay, accent here and accent here. So yeah, yeah I remember like, being super excited about like, being able to get in and record that. Yeah, yeah you nailed that. Yeah, I like, think you were, yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, like I think the first, um, like the first time the instrumental started kind of coming together was in my basement when Brandon came over and showed me it on piano. Yeah, yeah. And then I recorded like a, a DI version of what my part was going to be. And then that ended up just being the song, like, what my part was going to be in that song. Yeah. We used that original recording yeah. from yeah. that day in oh, that's yeah. so the opening of the, uh, of yeah, the track. We, we tried hard. We tried <coughs> hard to, try to replace it with something like, I mean, that was just like DI. We tried to use like nice amps and nice guitars and stuff. And just, we just couldn't a bunch get of times. better. Yeah. yeah. We tried like multiple days, yeah. like yeah. over a couple months. Like, yeah. man, I feel like that just fits the energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's like crazy. super cool. Especially yeah. like looking back, I guess I'm sure it was probably very. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like super authentic sounding yeah. and like, it, it's just like, that was the moment. Like, cause again, like you have these chords, but you don't love them for any reason. It's just the only reason you w might want to hold on to them is cause you wrote them. But then yeah. as soon as you like get in a room with someone and like once, once Ethan played that guitar part that that was when I loved the song. Yeah. So like, it makes sense that like that, that piece was the missing piece and it should stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one was super piecemeal. Like, like we just, we definitely like sent that around. Like yeah. I like, yeah, we just like took the song to different people's houses and just like, oh, what could you add? Yeah. Uh, like we did like the, the synth start yeah. uh, at Danny's place with his, with his Korg. Yeah. And, uh, and like you did that guitar part and yeah, just like everything. Oh yeah. That happened in like five seconds. That was very, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only a minute song, but <laughs> yeah, it, it was quick to put together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was the decision on the one minute? Was that just how much you wrote? Did you want to do more? Or was it like, no, let's just keep this intro? I feel like like we've written two intros now and yeah. uh, we love them both yeah, so yeah. much. Like there's <clears throat> like, if you ask any of us, they're some of our favorite tracks that yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, sure. I feel like they're, uh, um, we like them so much because they're sort of unrestricted. Like yeah. we don't have to have a traditional verse chorus bridge structure not necessarily saying that we have to have it in other yeah. songs but it's definitely in the back of our minds when we're putting mm -hmm. them together yeah. but this is just like we can just do whatever we want like it's we um we have sort of a, a starting point that you have to start from the beginning of the album where there's silence and you got sort of a cold listener and the end where you have to um match up with the next song and then anything in between just like whatever goes yeah so you just really get to be creative and it just ends up really coming together yeah, it really sets the tone for like what you're about to listen to, which is really nice yeah. feeling. Um, did you go in knowing that it would be the intro? Is that like how you created the song? Yeah. Like, how about when you wrote the guitar? Were you like, this is going to be the intro? Um, I don't even know if it was established at that point. Like I know for me, it wasn't in my mind, it wasn't established. Yeah. Maybe Brandon came with like yeah. knowing that. Yeah, because um, yeah, the chords, like it, it's meant to like transition like from one key to another yeah. and the second key being nostalgia ultras. Yeah. So like it's meant to be like the setup for just like, something's about to happen yeah which i liked and like even from a like lyrical perspective too like i think like the other songs are all very much like coming from me yeah uh as the like the narrator of the song yeah. but that song was a cool opportunity to sort of like take on another person's voice like it's not yeah. it's not directed at it could yeah like it's it's not necessarily like 
me saying like, oh, you grew up and had a good time. But yeah. like, it, it's just like, it was a cool opportunity to sort of like take on it, another person's voice Yeah. Um, in that, yeah. Beautiful song, beautiful intro. Thanks. Um, like you said, I didn't even notice this because I'm not a, I don't know what the word is, but um, I didn't know like the chord, uh, the chords carried over into Nostalgia Ultra. Um, but also a super cool song, um, which I, I could say about Thanks. every song. But <laughs> um, my favorite part about the uh, Nostalgia Ultra was, I, I don't even know what you'd call it, um, that like, like kind of like reggae, that like weird bounce uh, that comes in. Is that an accord? Latin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I really don't think um, Where, is that the chorus? Is that the bridge? What, what the fuck? What is that? Yeah, it's the chorus. Yeah. The chorus yeah. for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, I believe it may or may not be Travis Scott drum kit again. <laughs> where? Um, it's the uh, Nike's drum uh, sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But yeah, I remember like writing, because like we had the, we had the verse drums yeah. down yeah. and then we were trying to figure out the chorus because like, I think when we were doing a demo of it, I just looped the drum, yeah. the drum beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this will be fine. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can remember, play this for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> can barely play it for two. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember like trying to, I think the influence that we wanted to do was kind of like a beat kind of similar to Sorry by Justin Bieber. Oh, cool. And kind of like that, like, cool, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I just, I remember yeah. it always just, when we did it on, like when I tried to do it on an acoustic kit, it always just sounded lame. Like it always just sounded yeah. like I was just going, doom, sh, doom, sh, which like, it's what it is, but also yeah. just it didn't have the same kind of Fair. like I don't know what the word is, but it, it didn't kind of have the same effect. Yeah, the yeah. same vibe exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it has like a bit of an otherworldly like like the the chorus and the verse are very different. Yeah, from yeah. every instrument changes and every like type of instrument changes. Like it's very electronic versus acoustic, and um, yeah. So I think that was that was like a really cool breakthrough to like separate those and mm -hmm. use those drums. Yeah, I remember when uh, I think it was at Danny's apartment when yeah, we first. Yeah, you guys were. Yeah, um, we were just like messing out around with, like different possibilities of what it would be, and Danny did it. He was like, "Like, is this too far? Have we like, <laughs> is this something <laughs> we, we shouldn't much? even like delve into? Like, are we pitbull now? Essentially, like, <laughs> just making reggae club tunes." And the answer was yes. And it's like, yeah, okay, we're fine with it, and then just kind of went from there. Cool. Man. Yeah. Um, are you excited to try to play? I, I'm yo, I'm so excited to hear this shit live. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear this live. Yeah, we're yeah. excited Thanks. too. Yeah, I can't. I can't. We haven't really run yeah. through nostalgia. We've never played with, it before. No, we have not. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing yeah, that for the first fun. time today. After yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, super excited to hear that. Um, Thanks, what are you, What are your thoughts on like the changing of the drums and your your part of the drums? Like, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's funny because when I. Again, I laid down a very similar beat yeah. that I usually do. It's yeah. it's like uh, it's the beat from Pink and White by Frank Ocean, but like converted to four four other than six cool. eight, which is cool. what that song is in. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember I was like I had it up on the MIDI with um, <laughs> <laughs> up on I only know that because of the podcast, but um, yeah, nice. I um, <laughs> I had it up on the MIDI, and then I remember just like I think I sh I just added some different like snare hits and everything. I shifted everything around. I think even like like one beat or like half a bar or something. And I was like, oh, this is instantly way more interesting. We get like a lot more off beats and stuff like that there. Um, and then translating that to the actual kit, so it would be a bit tough at times. So I had to dumb down the beat just a little bit. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I really do like, cause like I, the difference between um, like the verse drums chug along so much yeah. and really keep, keep it going, which I really like. And then Danny did a great job. But once the chorus hits, everything just kind of like, to me, when I listen to it, it's just like, not drops out, but everything just gets super wild all of a sudden. It's yeah. like, boom. Yeah. And then 
And I think that the the drums kind of chill for a little bit and then come in kind of more gradually. Yeah. I really, Danny did a great yeah. great job with that. But the chorus drums were way more Danny than than me for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but do you like appreciate as a drum? Do you like appreciate that kind of sound? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. As long as it's, as long up. as it's got like a good like as long as it again keeps keeps things moving along, then I'm I'm down for sure. Yeah. yeah. As long yeah. as if it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Shit. Sick. <laughs> um, yeah. So that there, that wasn't like a conscious decision. It was kind of just like. I'm gonna try something weird. Yeah, and yeah. And you guys like it? <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, just just like experimenting. We were spending a couple hours on it at yeah. um, at my apartment one weekend, yeah. and I did it, and we weren't really sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But and and I I think I sent it to Nick um, that following week, asking if he could like maybe take a crack at the chorus drums yeah. and like see if he could change them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just sort of came to like honestly, anything I do, I just wish that it was doing this. Yeah. Or what we had yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. So then we just left it like that. Cool. Yeah, because like Danny's a lot more adept with like the production of like the the Travis Scott drum yeah. type, <laughs> type of thing. Like so I'm yeah, like yeah. like those kind of like I'm not as as uh, nuanced with those kind of like sure. like those uh, high hat riffs and stuff like that. Yeah. So everything I sent to him, I was like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I, would, I would just be like boom, sh, boom, sh, boom. Just kind of like yeah. Like I'm saying like it, same same on the acoustic and same as like even when I was trying to make it with different sounds, it yeah. just kind of fell flat without kind of like. Danny's uh, Danny's magic. I I feel like it's a thing that happens a lot with like our ideation process. Even it's like we'll come up with something. We'll be like, "Uh, like this is really cool, but like we're not sure of it. So we'll try a bunch of other things just so like we know that this is the thing. And then after trying all these different options, we'll come back to the first one and be like, okay, now we know for sure. Like yeah, we've we've tested everything. This is the thing it has to be. Pretty thorough about it. Yeah. What did you learn from uh, Rick Rubin? not allowed to say no yeah yeah rick rubin said in an interview that if anyone suggests an idea you have to try it you can't just say no without hearing it that's the at least in his studio that's Mm -hmm. what so uh halfway through making him this summer we adopted that practice (laughs) halfway through (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) we hated nostalgia ultra several times for months that song was like it was a grind i was ready to dump it yeah it was a it was a long it was a long haul for sure it came a long way um, from from the demo to where it is now. Yeah, like, there's a lot of cool iterations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just the lyrics and the fact that there's auto tune. Um, what do you think made it so oh, difficult? No, no auto tune. What's that? What do you think made it so difficult? What do you think made that song specifically so difficult? Was it just? Um, it's I guess just like it's kind of an ambitious song, just in terms of the fact that like yeah, it's like these very two very different worlds in the yeah. verse and the chorus. So it's like it's kind of like you need to make two songs at once, but like. They also need to agree with each other. You can't just like, like if, yeah, like if you're okay and Daisy were like in the same song as each other, it would be a huge vibe change and that wouldn't work. Um, and that's pretty much what we did on Nostalgia Ultra, but we had to make it work. Uh, so that's probably why it was so hard. Um, but also just everything we tried, we like sort of liked, but we just, I guess the main fear was that it was going to be boring. It's a bit of a, uh, it's not even down tempo. I don't know why why it it was a risk that it would be boring, but we were always bored by it until we like found these little things like the Latin drum beat or like the auto tune, like so love, like that thing. Like I, as soon as I had that, I was like, okay, fine, I'll I'll try more. <laughs> like you know, like so. There's just like certain parts that keep you going, but it, yeah, that one was hard. <laughs> um, was that the most difficult song to record, record, create? Like, what's it was the creation of it that was made? To make, I, to make it into a finished product, I'd say yeah. um, Nostalgia Ultra was the most tough, um, followed by probably Daisy. Yeah, Daisy, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. You're okay was easy. We did that in like yeah. three days. So, <laughs> so let's skip over You're Okay and go right into Daisy. 
Um, how the fuck? Wait, like, what? <laughs> um, it started off fucking beautifully. And I was like, oh, sick. Cool. And then nice. it went fucking 1975 as fuck. <laughs> and I was like, this is sick. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is, you guys are on some different shit. But yeah, how, how did that come about? Um, that one was also just like started with chords and it was boring and I liked it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I played it with, uh, with Ryan and, and Nick at my house and they just like added some serious groove to it. Um, I think the biggest decision was to have like the four on the floor bass drum just yeah. constant like on, on every quarter note because yeah. it just gives it drive. And I feel like not a lot of other songs have that, like all, obviously all of our songs like have that drive, but like this one was very much like, this is just going to be like a fun track to listen yeah. to. And we're like, we might as well just do the cliche, like, boom, shh, yeah. boom, right? Yeah, that song, like, forces you along for the ride. Like, yeah. you can't really, like, stop, pay- I can't stop paying attention to it at mm-hmm. any point. It's like, oh, this part sucks. No. It's just like, I don't know, it's, it's very... sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's just, I like it a lot. <laughs> um, I think it was nothing like you guys, nothing, sounds like nothing you guys have ever made before. Definitely. Was that, was that you guys going into it like that? Or again, same idea, just... I think it just happened when you when you guys added the drums and bass. I think it was just like once we started playing it all together, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. It's just a blast. Yeah. Play. Like yeah, just like yeah. it really just like drives along. And then all I wanted to do when we were rehearsing was play Daisy. Yeah. We would, it's yeah, just like so fun. Um, so yeah, I think we just like kept following our intuition of like, let's just try to make this as fun and like as like accessible and listenable as possible because mm-hmm. like we might as well. Because that's, yeah. where, that's where we're kind of like drawn to with this one. Um, yeah, it's a blast. But yeah, the verse for it was really hard to to match the chorus's energy, oh, yeah. and then okay. Ethan had. I remember you added that. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, part, yeah, and then that sort of like sealed the deal, like because the chorus was always fun, but the verses were just like we need them to get to the choruses. Whereas yeah. now I think they stand on their own like, as a result. Of that. And it was tough too because like obviously the first like verse is just you and the piano, so yeah, like yeah. to kind of like transform that into a different sound because like you can't, we wouldn't. Once we hit the first chorus, you can't go back. Yeah, right? which was what I wanted to yeah. do first. <laughs> yeah. And you and Ryan were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I think like once you get that energy, you can't like bring it back. So I think like getting that second verse where I was like, okay, like it just used to be on the first time it was just Brandon and the piano. Yeah. How are we gonna kind of fill in all those gaps? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. The um chorus instrumentation came a long way as well. I think when we had it recorded originally, we had the um just like regular acoustic piano carry over into the chorus. Um, we, I probably went through maybe five or six different electric piano sounds and ended up with like four of them layered, I think, um, <laughs> that Brennan had to re-record. Um, there's a, a synth part in there that I somehow just sort of stumbled upon when I was working on it one night um, that really helps to drive the beat forward. Um, there's just like a a lot of little parts that came together to really um, layer the song to make it more interesting and make all the melodies come through and make sure the beat's still driving. Yeah. Um, definitely a common theme with a lot of the, well, the, this project especially, I think, was, like you said, the driving, the movingness of, movingness of the beat, <laughs> the movingness of the music. Um, was that with the intention of you guys performing? I don't know. Was that last show that you guys did your first show together? Yeah, in September. Yeah, was that yeah. the first show? And then... Did that did have did that play a role in like trying to make this dancey and fun? <laughs> I think with Daisy, yeah. Like Daisy Nick was saying, like we just like we were practicing and then when it was time to rehearse Daisy, we would all be like, All right, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it was it was just way more fun. Yeah. And then in, oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when it came to recording, like obviously it's it's 
Oh, well, I don't know if this is obvious, but for us, uh, performing it, it, it felt easier to be make the music entertaining and to want people to listen to it because they're already there. And like, as long as we're having fun, we assume they are. Whereas, like when you're when we're recording it, that was like the hard thing was was trying to get it to still be interesting at all times, so that you know it's always grabbing at your attention. Successful. <laughs> I, I, th- I think also like um, outside of Daisy, like like we were talking about how like rehearsing for getting ready for that show kind of trying to make things more um not listenable but like exciting i think that influenced the you're okay ending as well yeah because we were like because once we kind of wrote it and i was like i'm gonna just hammer on the craft symbol and like we're gonna make it kind of as big as possible we were like this has to be the last song we play yeah and like that kind of like forced us to make it even like as as big as we could and kind of as dramatic as we could for kind of like that ending um yeah it it was was originally supposed to go back to the (laughs) <laughs> again right classic yeah, 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 yeah. 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 but like when, yeah. when we played it live and we were just at maximum energy level by the end mm-hmm. of the bridge there and we were like no that's it we gotta just do this a couple more bars and then finish yeah. 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 and that's yeah that's how we ended up recording it too yeah mm-hmm. that one influenced it heavily mm-hmm. dope um shit yeah okay let's get into the last one sucks sucks we're almost done <laughs> <laughs> um chill pills I didn't even write a lot about this because of just the, I don't know, the seriousness of it. Um, I told you specifically that it felt like that was the one that you had the most to say. Yeah. Um, so what was writing about? Like, I would have guessed that that would have been the hardest, but I guess not. Maybe the easiest? It was the hardest to write, I think, lyrically. Where? Daisy was also kind of hard. Yeah. And they were all... <laughs> Sunshine's the only one that, like, I wrote that. I went to get sushi on my lunch break at, at work, and on my walk back, I wrote it and texted it to Danny. He's like, looks good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> Chill Pills, I, I started in October, and I think I finished it, like, in January. Like, I wasn't, like, working every day on it, but it was really hard to to nail down those lyrics, I think. Uh, partially because, like, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not the... Uh, most like flowery like subject matter like it was it was I was probably a bit scared to to really figure out what I was going for mm-hmm. with it um because yeah like it always had that like I think you're dying mentality and it's like a, about like being so like anxious about about uh you know what what we're all doing here what this has all been about yeah. and I and I that was always a driving force but anytime I sat down at the piano and started asking myself those questions I would just get kind of sidetracked and just like want to be like you baby and just like kind of <laughs> like just I was too scared I think to be honest about it and and then it's also hard to make it all rhyme and stuff too but uh <laughs> but yeah so that was the <laughs> the writing process for it. It, was, it was definitely the hardest one to write but I guess it came together pretty easily like when we recorded it. Um, how was it exploring that like idea? Was it like what, what sparked it? Um, what did you have first? Um, I guess like it, it just started, yeah, just like from, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty literal, like just like panic attack kind of vibes <laughs> in the chorus. Uh, Genre. <laughs> and, and yeah, so, um, and then, yeah, just like it, I guess having felt that then just sort of looking at how that relates to the overall, by that time I sort of was understanding what I Miss Summer was supposed to be and, and could relate that sense of panic in a moment to a more uh, universal panic that's sort of always following me around, I guess. And that's why it feels that way where it seems like 
that's where I'm saying the most because I think the other ones are all very memory focused and sort of they can be uh I guess like negative or like kind of sad at times but um but I think chill pill but but they're always reflective and they're always we're past that point whereas chill pills is very present and very um very uh, I forget what I was saying now but it, yeah it's very just like in that moment this is what I'm feeling which I think is why it has that uh idea that like I've got a lot to say I've got a lot on my mind yeah yeah <laughs> um so it was like the what was the first part of the song that you wrote if you don't mind me asking um I was listening to biking by Frank Ocean um and it has this really nice like it opens with like the Jay-Z verse and stuff and then this really and it's like super like lo-fi and you can't hear anything and then uh, this like really shimmery like acoustic guitar comes in and Frank's voice, which is just like amazing. And and I remembered that part just being like, I just love, I was listening to that song for that part exclusively. And there are other parts too, but in it that are great. But, uh, but yeah, that acoustic guitar part, I remember I sort of laid down like a terrible electronic drums beat uh, and, and then was just playing this like acoustic loop over and over, which is pretty, at this point, buried pretty deep in the, in the like mix of the chorus. Sweet. Uh, what's that? Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the first, that was the first thing was, was the chorus chords. And then just sort of like, I think you're dying was like that, that was there. And then I just kind of like, uh, spent a lot of time figuring out what that meant. Cool. But yeah. Um, you guys want to talk about, I honestly, I didn't write anything about the music just because of how deep, <laughs> <laughs> just cause I, I don't want to say deep, just how, like it was, it was the perfect way to end the project. You guys started Thanks, it well. Yeah. You guys ended it well. Um, I part that I that like I remember the most, and the part that kind of hit me was how you guys ended it. I think I guess that was probably Danny's fucking um, <laughs> no, I, shit. Yeah, Brandon and I were recording the um, acoustic guitar and the vocals for Chill Pills. Yeah. Um, and I had Brandon set up and mic'd in my living room, and then I was in the my bedroom, um, where my computer was set up, and I was just sort of like. Uh, I don't know, making his headphone mix, getting turning some knobs and stuff. Um, and he was just playing the chorus on acoustic and singing it. Um, and it just sort of reminded me that um, although we've taken all these songs and made them so huge, uh, well, we think they're huge. <laughs> um, we tried our best. Um, they're very dense, densely produced. There's a lot going on, um, constantly grabbing for your attention. Um, at the heart of it all are these uh, beautiful, honest songs that Brandon's written, um, just him and his piano or just him and his guitar. Um, and I think that that ending sort of gives that uh, a chance to shine through. It's just sort of to remember what it's all about and that these are, um, yeah, truly just, just beautiful songs. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, it, yeah, it kind of suggests that like you might have missed something, right? If it's just acoustic at the end and yeah. you're rocking out. And, yeah not paying attention to the lyrics it's maybe just like a nice hint just like yeah yeah check it out again <laughs> those streams up yeah. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's a fair point um i think that's a great way to end it yeah. um beautiful songs written by you um beautiful performances by you guys thank you um Thanks. again i don't know do you want to say that you're doing a show uh, I mean, we got one, I think, May 2nd, oh, pretty sure. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but he never emailed me back, sure. but he said, we've got it. And then I said, do we have it? And he didn't respond. But yeah, so May 2nd, 
maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. Cameron House. Um, sick. Well, looking forward to hearing you guys perform it live. I'm looking forward to a formal release. You guys already missed like 400 streams from me, sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, super excited. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Yeah, Thank thanks. That was so fun. Really yeah. Awesome. yeah. Cool. And I guess that's it. Great. Cool. Six. Thank you. John